From the protectors of the internet, the Wisconsin Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, it's the PKO Podcast. Welcome to the Protect Kids Online Podcast, sponsored by the Wisconsin Department of Justice Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. I'm Dana, and today um, we've got a special treat. So first off, uh, one of my colleagues, one of the supervisors in the ICAC program is joining me. Jesse, hey, welcome. Hey, thanks, Dana. Appreciate it. This is going to be really fun. I'm excited to finally get you on the podcast. (laughs) I'm glad to be here today. (laughs) And we have an even more exciting um, thing to announce here, I guess. So we also have a guest today, and he is joining us from Turkey. We have Inspector Ibrahim Ozdemir from the Turkish National Police Cybercrime Unit. Did I get all that right, Ibrahim? Yes, that's right. Welcome. Hi, Thanks Dana. so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks Thanks for having me today. I'm really excited about this conversation today. Yeah, us too. Um, if you wouldn't mind, I think it would be awesome if we took just a couple of minutes and let you tell us about your agency and um, what you do, and then we can kind of compare notes, I guess, on, on our different um, work that we do. Yeah, of course. Uh, so uh, I'm Inspector Ibrahim Özdemir, as you said, from Turkish National Police Cybercrime Department. I am the head of international relations unit within my department. I've been working here since 2014, and I'm a member of FBI Violent Crimes Against Children International Task Force since 2015. I'm the main contact of my country when it comes to the international cybercrime investigations, including online child exploitation and abuse. I've done my master's degree at University College Dublin on forensic computing and cybercrime investigation. So this is who I am more or less. That's fantastic. You've got a really good elevator pitch for yourself there. (laughs) I always do really poorly. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, let me ask you something, Dana. Don't you have a joke today for us? (gasps) Oh my gosh, you (laughs) want a joke. Um, Hang on. Actually, I was expecting one. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to skip it, but let me look. Uh, Okay. I'll find one. (laughs) Okay. Um, um, I have one that's sort of techie not really uh it's more it's more inclusive we'll use that um how do billboards talk Mm, uh, i don't know i guess they use sign language (laughs) 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 yeah good one you have found a special place in my heart already for asking for a joke. So thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. Well, let's, I guess, let's compare notes a little bit. So we just wanted to touch base. Um, Jesse and I did. You know, the thing with crimes happening on the Internet is they don't recognize our jurisdictional boundaries, right? And it's, yeah, it's so important that we connect with our partners. And a lot of times we think more locally just because of the other work that we do, um, or maybe even just within the state or our own nation. And it's just so important that we cross all those boundaries and and connect worldwide because this stuff, it, it happens everywhere. 
Exactly. Absolutely. So um, I think we wanted to start and just kind of compare notes a little bit. So I think we're a little bit different in that um, we at, at Wisconsin Department of Justice uh, with the ICAC task force, we're fortunate to be able to focus solely on online exploitation crimes against children. Um, I think you guys have a little bit of a wider breadth, though, right? You look at a few more things than just that. Uh, actually, uh, this is uh, an important issue. And uh, I have to assert that online child exploitation investigations and physical child exploitation investigations are dealt with by different departments in Turkey. I mean, within the police. So while cybercrime department deals with the online child exploitation investigations only, on the other hand, public order department deals with the physical child exploitation investigations. So this is the difference. Sure. Yep. And that's, uh, we're very similar. Um, you know, some of those cases might involve both, unfortunately. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, if they don't have that online piece, um, it usually falls within a different... Mm area mm -hmm. there but you guys look at other areas of of cyber crime too correct yes of course it's like uh, any kind of online crimes are handled by my department here sure yeah mm -hmm. i was reading i found a couple of articles um put out on some of the work that you guys are doing and mm -hmm. the the <laughs> your numbers are staggering <laughs> the work yeah. that you do yeah, yeah. um and, you know, if we look at, so I thought this was interesting and I, we don't have anything to kind of compare this to. We don't have user numbers like this, but um, I saw that just a couple of years ago, two years ago, it said that you guys have 40 million active internet users. Do you know, is that still, uh, you know, ish, correct? <laughs> Yes, uh, it's increased, by the way. It's not 40 million. So Turkey has 83 uh, million population. Uh, probably more than 50% uh, is actively uh, daily users of internet. Okay, got yeah. it. Uh, who does those surveys? Who finds that out? Do you know? Uh, actually, I think the survey, uh, these kind of surveys are handed by the uh, information technology uh, techno information technology authority authority i think mm -hmm. uh yes it, it should be that mm -hmm. um, yeah we have um so we have more kind of informal i would guess surveys that find that kind of stuff and i think our latest one that i've seen is from around that same time period um and i think it's a percentage as well so it's a percentage of the population that uses the internet on a daily basis and i think it's like close to 90 80 90 something like that oh yeah um but i don't know i'm sure that the the parameters of those two things those two surveys probably are different um, yes for us so do you know what like what are your top couple of of apps as far as popularity uh they are generally like um instagram facebook Twitter, so instant messaging, uh, it should be WhatsApp, Telegram, and these are the most popular applications that people use on a daily basis mm -hmm. in Turkey. Mm -hmm. Jesse, what do we see here? 
Uh, it's pretty similar. Uh, we don't have a lot of texting apps. It's more, you know, texting apps are more international because you don't need to sell service. I think they're gaining popularity, but uh, for us, it's always Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Twitter. Uh, those are always the top top ones that are being used. Uh, and uh, do you do you have a problem with uh, uh, children using Snapchat and other apps like that to be exploited on in Turkey? Yes, of course. Uh, so uh, the most way uh, that actually, how can I say? So the online platform, social media platforms are really used uh, for child exploitation purposes. So child exploitation is a severe crime in Turkey, like the rest of the world, especially this type of crime possesses an important role uh, in a country like Turkey, where people are devoted to their traditions. As we always say, children come first and they are the top priority for us. Therefore, we are doing our best to fight against online child, child exploitation and abuse. So Turkey has 81 cities, provinces. This means we have 81 different judicial areas. In all the provinces, we have cybercrime field offices, of course. And this means we have online child exploitation investigation experts in all of the provinces fighting against this crime in coordination with the cybercrime department headquarters. So where I work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really, that's excellent. Cause that, that's, that's really how we put it together here as well with our task forces. Um, and, you know, we have the, the 61 in, in the United States and then each state has their own um, or a couple of them. And then we break that down into our, into our cities and our local jurisdictions as well. So it's, it works out very well. Cause obviously we can't do it all ourselves. You guys can't do it all yourselves. You have to rely on our, all of our partners out there, um, both locally and internationally <laughs> yes uh, because you know we have we do have a lot of cases probably on a weekly basis that cross international borders uh, here in wisconsin either coming to us from international or we have suspect or victims somewhere in the world that uh, have been perpetrated on in wisconsin yeah 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 i keep receiving uh this kind of requests coming from foreign law enforcement agencies uh, I mean, at least three times a week. Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so you guys receive, you, you do receive cyber tips from our National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, correct? Of course. Yeah. We have an agreement with NECMAC since 2014. Yeah. And do you get tips from other uh, hotlines then as well? Do you get tips from like InHope or anything like that? Uh, actually, uh, the, the coordination with InHope are dealt by, uh, by I think I, I was just, uh, I'm just trying to remember, it should be uh, the Turkish third or so, mm -hmm. something like that. It's not us, but uh, we have really good relations with NECMEC. Of course, as I said earlier, we receive uh, this kind of requests coming from foreign law enforcement agencies and the organizations in their country as well. And uh, based on these uh, reports, we have conducted lots of investigations, identified perpetrators and brought them to uh, justice, of course. Mm -hmm. And I know that so when we look at our cyber tip numbers for you versus Wisconsin, it's very different. <laughs> are much busier than than our little state here i guess but um one thing that i did notice was that the breakout of the apps was very similar um so it looks like for 2019 some of your heavy hitters were like you were mentioning even just 
for the heavy usage, Facebook, Instagram, Google, Twitter, those types of things, uh-huh. which is what we see as well. Um, but what I thought was interesting and I always like to bring up was that Pinterest was on your list. Yes. As it is always on ours. It's not a, a high level of reporting, but um, it's there. And I think it's a good thing for people to be really aware of. Yes, of course. And But then uh, I must say that most of the cyber tip, uh, tip line reports are not considered as child exploitation in Turkey because of the cultural differences and uh, because of the different sense of humor. Uh, for instance, mm. uh, a circumcision ceremony is, uh, is an important event and uh, considered something which should be celebrated here in Turkey. Sure. But what I see from the, some of the reports, pictures from the, these ceremonies reported as CSC files. Mm-hmm. And we still examine all of the reports for sure. In order to make the examination thoroughly, software developers in my department have developed a brand new software so that we can easily handle, off, handle all of the reports very fast regardless of the volume. The volume uh, may look like a bit high, uh, based on the NECMEC uh, statistics. But as I said, uh, maybe I can say uh, more than half are not uh, being investigated uh, in Turkey because of these kind of differences, I must say. Sure. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that brings up a really good point as far as, you know, cultural differences, because a lot of these... So a lot we should explain, I guess, for folks that aren't um, as familiar with cyber tips and haven't listened in in some time to the podcast. So the uh, electronic service providers, so Facebook, Google, Twitter, like we've been mentioning, they um, monitor for this type of content and then they report it to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children or NECMEC, who then liaisons with law enforcement to get us those reports. And so a lot of times what they've done is they've automated that process to um, identify that content and get that reported. And a lot of those companies are based in the U.S., right? Yes. And so um, I think one thing to, I guess, just be aware of is that they might be flagging content, like you're saying then, that meets you know, the standard here for um, at least, you know, child nudity or something like that, that's of concern for them on their platforms. But then, like you said, is something that's, um, you know, more of a celebrated um, incident for you guys. And so it's something that you would just close out. But Jesse and I were just having this conversation yesterday about the other side, the flip side of this, um, I guess, jurisdictional issue is that they are located here in the U.S. And so if you do get a tip that is um, of a concerning nature and somebody that's, you know, preying on young children or something like that, um, it's going to be a lot more difficult for you to try to get any sort of content with a warrant or any um, additional information than maybe us here in the U.S., right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And Jesse, do you want to kind of touch base on what we were talking about yesterday? And Yeah, just uh, the, you know, the use of legal process is a lot easier in the United States, uh, whereas overseas, because a lot of companies don't accept legal process from other countries here in the United States. 
And so if, if they're working a exploitation case in Turkey, um, it may take many, many months to get any information from the companies in the United States. And that really hampers our investigation. Uh, likewise, for us, it's, it's the same thing. If we have cases that uh, intersect with international companies that aren't in the U.S., they don't accept U.S. legal process either. And we have to go through a very complex process to get data from them or it's in countries that don't don't recognize anything that U.S. law enforcement does, um, and so we can't get anything. And so it, it it's not just a U.S. problem; it's an international problem uh, with with obtaining that those records. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we talk a lot about the challenges of encryption and trying to you know the law, keeping up with technology and that kind of stuff. And I think that this is one that we kind of forget to bring up as a major challenge for us because we get really uh, zoned in on our our own um, area, I think. So I wanted to at least mention that with the the jurisdictions there. Uh, yes. Uh, so I will. I, I would like to touch upon some challenges that we uh, come across in Turkey. Please. And uh, yes, I will basically uh, talk about most like mostly talk about the legal side of uh, this kind of. Uh, challenges. So international collaboration plays an important role when it comes to online child exploitation investigations, like the other types of cybercrime. Sometimes we see that some online platforms seek mutual legal assistance. The ML at uh, the MLAT procedure could be useful for some of the traditional crimes for sure, mm-hmm. but the same doesn't go for cybercrime because it generally takes at least six months mm-hmm. to uh, get the information. Thus, uh, we can easily say that MLA procedure impedes and has negative impact on online child exploitation investigations. We have to be more flexible, especially for the crimes that are not okay at all in most all uh, in most all of the countries. So, and additionally, we face some technical problems as well. Generally, service providers assign ma- ma- uh, multiple clients with the same IP address because the world is running out of IP version four. Right. So in order to identify the real suspect, generally we need port numbers as well. Uh, however, most of the websites and service providers do not keep port numbers mm-hmm. in their records. So this is one of the biggest problems that we have. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the, the, the other challenge uh, we see is the difference in the legal systems among countries. So what I'm uh, saying is that law enforcement agencies have different requirement, requirements to start or to proceed with investigations. Some, something which is a must in a country may not be a necessity in another country. For instance, in Turkey, we need to show an evidence like a screenshot or a photo of the crime to the prosecutor in order to start an investigation. I'm talking about online child exploitation investigations, of mm-hmm. course. But on the other hand, we sometimes do not receive material itself in the packages we receive from our uh, international counterparts. This is also another problem that we face. Sometimes we don't even receive the exact date and time of the IP address. The situation precludes us to identify the real suspect. I'm quite sure that our foreign counterparts also have the same problem. No doubt we ask for the missing information, of course, but uh, as you would appreciate, this prolongs the investigation period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does, and we definitely have those same same issues. Um, and you know, I know you guys work closely with NECMEC and, and Interpol and that interface, uh, but it is it is a challenge, at least here, uh, with with that same information. Um, 
Or do you know if there is works with Interpol or other national international agencies to try and fix the MLAT procedure or get uh, I'm, I'm the Turkish uh, representative uh, uh, of uh, TCY committee, our uh, uh, Council of Europe uh, TCY committee. TCY means Cybercrime Commission, Cybercrime Committee. So uh, there, uh, now there, uh, we are uh, preparing a second additional protocol to the Budapest Convention in order to make international collaboration uh, faster. And the uh, Council of Europe should be uh, should be the best uh, uh, international organization, which is uh, who is handling this kind of uh, issues. I think. Absolutely, that's fantastic, and that's uh, that's a really good program. And hopefully, we get some just get some change in that because it, it will help immensely with the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I want to touch base really quickly on a positive side of things, I guess, as we kind of wrap up here. And I think that the collaborative nature of this is, the, you know, a very huge positive piece of things. But I want to talk about outreach, too, because that's that's such an important part of what we do in trying to prevent some of this stuff from happening. Um, I know outreach is a big part of what we do here in Wisconsin and trying to educate people on the risks and what to do if something happens and that kind of thing. Um, are are you guys doing that as well in Turkey? Are you doing prevention and, and that kind of stuff as part of your work? Of course. So, you know, technology is evolving every day. This change comes with the new and unprecedented challenges. In order to keep up with the latest criminal mindset, international collaboration, as I said earlier, is a must. As the global law enforcement community, we must assist each other and share the best practices, knowledge, and experience. Within this scope, we do our best to train our staff. We get trainings from different international organizations like Interpol, Europol, ICMEC, and foreign law enforcement agencies. We also do deliver trainings in the region. Mm -hmm. the, last, the last training we got was uh, ICMEC training. It was organized in March 2020. Jesse was one of the instructors there. Yeah. We yeah, we enjoyed the training a lot, and it was wonderful three days with full of information. And uh, unfortunately, we had to take a break because of the COVID-19 mm -hmm. uh, pandemic. We, I hope we can start getting and delivering training very soon again. And secondly, we have online child exploitation patrol teams working on 24-7 uh, on basis. They're always online on the real web and on the dark net. They look for a piece of uh, evidence. If they come across a Turkish victim or suspect, they directly collect evidence and start an investigation. And if the victim or the suspect is a foreign individual, we immediately escalate them to the relevant countries through proper channels. Mm -hmm. And the last but not least one, uh, as a Turkish as Turkish National Police Cybercrime Department, we launched an initiative called uh, initiative named Siberai last year in cooperation with other ministries. You know, we have we all have red crescent to basically help people in need. We have green crescent for uh, to fight against tobacco, alcohol, and other kinds of addiction. Mm -hmm. And Siberai means cyber crescent. And the main purpose of Siberai initiative is to become a guide for safe internet. It also aims to protect kids and women online and prevent internet addiction and cyberbullying. We have different target groups, such as preschool kids, primary and secondary school students, 
parents, mobile and desktop internet users, as well as corporate structures and organizations. So what do we do? We shoot pub public service announcements movies with the celebrities, YouTubers, football players, actors and actresses. And we have anime and cartoons for younger target groups. We organize cyber awareness seminars for teachers and parents. You know, these days students take online classes in most of the countries. Sure. In coordination with the Ministry of Education, we have an hour a week to raise awareness among students. Uh, our experts explain how to use internet, the risk, risks they may see when they are online, when to let parents know if they ever come across a suspicious situation, and so on. We have Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram profiles. The website is www. It's probably going to be better if I spell that. It's S, <laughs> yes, it's S I B E R A Y dot com. Unfortunately, there's only Turkish version for now, but we'll have the English version very soon. I know there are quite good initiatives like Siberai in other countries. Uh, we are trying to make Siberai one of the best examples and pilot project in the world. That's a fantastic initiative. <laughs> Yeah, thank there's you. a lot going on there. Yes, we are really busy. Up yes, here. wow. <laughs> um, we'll definitely keep an eye on that, and when we see the the English translation come out, um, we can link to that too and kind of share that out. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Thank I'm you. Thank thinking about how we can steal some of those ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great program. That's uh, coming to that's. Uh, come to fruition here since COVID, since I've been there, correct? Mm -hmm, yeah. That, that, yeah, that's really, really excellent. Mm, wow. Yeah. Brand new. Wow, fantastic. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, well, I want to just open it up, I guess, and and say thank you both so much again, but thank you, Ibrahim, for taking the time and, and joining us across the world here. Is there anything else that you want to share out while you've got the platform here? Uh, uh, Dana, thank you so much for having me today, and uh, I liked it so much. I'd like to say that uh, if any law enforcement officer needs assistance from Turkish authorities regarding cybercrime, including CSE investigations, they're always welcome to reach us. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this is all for now. Absolutely. And us as well. Um, if there's anything anybody needs, they can always reach out to us on our website at icac.widoj.gov or on social media. Um, and Jesse, glad to finally have you on. Thanks for joining us this morning. Yeah, it's fantastic. I really appreciate this. And uh, it was a great discussion. And I really appreciate the relationships that we built uh, between us and uh, us and Turkey. So it's, it's fantastic. And I, I hope to meet you again, sir, and, uh, and continue the fight against child exploitation. Of course, of course, we'll do our best to fight against child exploitation. And Dana, needless to say that it's quite clear that how important is what you do. And it's impossible not to appreciate your efforts. Thank you so much. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate you guys as well. Um, so we'll say at that, uh, let us know if you've got anything we can look up for you. If we can help with anything, reach out to us. And as always, stay safe. Definitely.